0: Good morning. Welcome. How are you? Happy New Year. Those of you online, we welcome you wherever you are. What a great day. What a great place and what a great opportunity we have. We are inviting you to a 21-day fast. You just saw a little clip about describing what we're going to do. We're not just fasting from certain foods. We're going to be fighting for certain things. And so we're inviting you to a 21-day fast. That's a partial fast. It doesn't mean you're not gonna eat for 21 days, but here's what biblical fasting is. I have a definition on the screen. This is what biblical fasting, biblical fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Biblical fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Sometimes people say, well, I'm gonna not have any social media for the next 21 days. That's great. That's not fasting. I'm not gonna watch any television after six o'clock that's great. That's not fasting. Fasting always involves food. Sorry. (laughs) It always involves food. And so you pick some foods that mean something to you. If it doesn't mean something to you, it's not going to mean something to God. So you pick something that means something to you. Many people fast coffee. How many of you would fast coffee? We want to know who you are. We want to identify you. We're staying away from you for 21 days. Some of you will fast from alcohol, that's good. I had a woman about 10 years ago say to me, I'm gonna give up vodka for the next 21 days. I didn't even know what to say to that, (laughs) except I think that's probably a really good idea. I I didn't know what else, else to say. So you fast from sweets, you fast from maybe bread, you fast from maybe caffeine. So in other words, pick something that means something to you. Now, why are we fasting? Well, fasting and prayer, Think about diet and exercise. If you're just going to do one of those, that's better than not doing any of them, right? So if you diet, that's good. You eat well, that's good. But if you eat well and you exercise, we all know from a medical standpoint, that's what's best for us. That's prayer and fasting. That's diet and exercise. We fast with our prayers. Our prayers like get boosted. And so it's a 21-day fast, but it's a partial fast. So again, pick something that means something to you. If it doesn't mean something to you, it probably won't mean something to God. So we're inviting you. <clears throat> Those of you online, join us. We're inviting you to fast for 21 days. But here's, here's what we're amping up this year. This is different. What we're doing this year is we're not just fasting from certain foods. We're going to be fighting for four different topics. And every week we'll have a new topic, and you're going to fight for this for the next seven days. And all four of these topics are extremely relevant to your life. So we're fasting from certain foods, we're going to be fighting for four different topics, four different territories. And I want to start this morning with Joshua chapter 1. And I'll tell you what our territory is in just a second. Joshua chapter 1 says, I give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. You see, the question is, where is God leading you? Where is God taking you? Where is God taking you in 2022? And this passage of Scripture says, I'm going to give you every place where you set your foot. So here's our topic for the next next week, the next seven days. I'm fighting for my territory. Say my territory. I'm fighting for my territory. Everyone has a territory. Every single one of us has a territory. It's your family, it's your work culture, it's your hospital floor, it's your marriage, it's your neighborhood, it's your family, it's your friends. Every single one of us has a territory. That's not in question. The question is not, do I have a territory? The question is, what's the condition? What's the condition of my territory? Every one of you has a territory. Some of us have given our territory away. Some of us don't think our territory can be regained. Some of us think our territory is too dark. Some of us think that we can't make a difference. We can't be salt and light in our territory. Everybody has a territory. So for the next seven days, and I'm gonna talk about this today, we're gonna extrapolate this, but we're gonna talk about your territory and how can you fight for your territory. So he says, I give you every place where you set your foot. This is a promise, And the land was filled with Gergeshites, Hittites, Pezerites. The land was filled with warriors. And so it was a dark and a dangerous place. But he says, I'm going to give this to you. Deuteronomy chapter 11 says this. Every place where you set your foot will be yours. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the Euphrates rivers to the Mediterranean river. And he's saying to the people, I know there's all these enemies in the land, but I'm giving it to you. Now think about this. If God today can give you the power of the Holy Spirit to rest in you and on you, and Jesus has now said, I'm going to be your counselor and your comforter. If those prayers are so much stronger than even these promises, what's keeping you from taking back your territory? You see, we've given away our territory. We've let somebody come in and take our territory. Someone's come in and stole the cultural values of our family. Someone's come in and stole the cultural values of our towns and our cities and our families. So we're going to fight the next seven days. We're not just fasting. We're going to fight for you to regain your children and your parents and the cultures that are all around us. What's the condition of your territory. Look at Exodus chapter 23. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the desert to the Euphrates. I will give them into your hands, the people who live in the land, and you will drive them out before you. Do you have some values that need to be driven out of your, of your family? Are there some values that have crept into your family that you need to drive out by the power of the Holy Spirit? And you're going, I I don't know how, I've tried that. Well, think about the battering ram. You've got a wall and there's a battering ram. The first time the battering ram hits the wall, a little mortar just chips off. Wall doesn't come crashing down. There's just a little mortar came off the wall. Now the battering ram hits again. Now a brick cracks you hit it again, and now a brick falls out. You hit it again. Now there's a hole. Eventually, your prayers will knock down the entire wall. You put prayer with fasting, and we're going to take back stolen property that maybe you gave away. Maybe you fell asleep at the wheel. Maybe you didn't even know it was available to you. Doesn't matter today. Today, we're taking back stolen property in your neighborhoods, in your businesses, in your families. You see, some of us don't really believe that we can do this. And so we go to work, and we're just as sour as everybody else. Not this church, of course, but those of you online, of course, right? (laughs) We go to work, and we gossip about everybody else, just like everybody else. At at the water cooler, we just join in. No, this is talking about creating a culture that's filled with the power and the presence of the living God. And what I like about this is it says, do not make a covenant with them or with their gods. Do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. So we get rid of the snares in our families. We get rid of the snares in our culture. See, one of the most difficult things about ministry is ministering to people but not picking up their offenses. It's ministering to different people groups and loving them and serving them, but not becoming like them and not having their ways becoming your ways. The most difficult thing about ministry is, again, God's called you to an assignment, to a neighborhood, to an office, to a, to a, a, a place of business. And all of a sudden, you begin to be just like the Ninevites in the land, and yet you're supposed to be called to be the Israelite in the land. In verse chapter 23, verse 30, he says, little by little. I just want you to think about that. That's what fasting is. It's little by little. It's little by little we're driving out the sexual immorality in your family tree. Little by little we're driving out the alcoholism in your family tree. Little by little we're driving out the greed in your family tree. Little by little, we're driving out the depression and the suicide in your family tree. Little by little, we're driving out, and you just put in anything there that's outside the margins of Scripture, and we're driving those things out by the power of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Little by little, I will drive them out. And I find this in my own life. I don't find that when I pray, pray the big prayers, all of a sudden big things happen. I pray big prayers, and it seems like there's baby steps, and there's baby steps, and there's baby steps. It's little by little, God begins to transform you and begins to transform me. That's how God works. It's the little by little until you've increased enough to take possession of the land. And then he tells us how. And he says, I'm going to give you some promises, And it gives us three amazing promises. Number one, no one will be able to stand up against you. Joshua chapter one, it says that very thing. Look at the verse. He just says that. He says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. This is a promise. Now, Now, catch what's going on here. You see, Joshua has just taken over. The greatest leader of all time, Moses, is dead. It's like Mac Jones coming in to replace Tom Brady. It's a great analogy. Tom Brady was Moses, and all of a sudden you got a rookie. Now, Mac Jones is the real deal. He's going to be a great kid, but it's a great analogy. Who is Joshua? What happened to Mo? Moses was our man. And all of a sudden now, we're going to follow Joshua? God says, look, Joshua, it's not about you, just like it's not about you. It's not about where you've been, it's about where God wants to take you and take your family. And so the promises are incredible. But now we've got to have obedience. Obedience is key to taking back whatever has been stolen. Look at the verse that goes with obedience. Let me have another verse. Let me have something. Here we go. I'll take anything. As Moses with you, so I will be I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And then we're going to listen. Verse eight. Look, look, listen. Listening to the only infallible source. Verse eight. And verse eight says, "Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you'll be, be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and you'll be successful." And so, how do we do this? Just like Joshua. Joshua, listen. Joshua, obey. Joshua, be strong. Joshua, be courageous. That's you. How do you take back stolen property in your family lines? How do you change generational curses? How do you get rid of the cycles? There have been cycles in your family, cycles in your life. How do you rid those cycles? Just like Joshua, I got to be strong. I got to be courageous. I've got to obey the word of the Lord. I've got to listen to the infallible word. And if I do those things, He promises results that are spiritual success and spiritual glory. So he tells me to be strong. He tells me to be courageous. So before we get to your territory, I want to tell you a little bit about some of our territories. And I want to tell you how this applies to those of you online. I want to give you an example about even our new coffee house so we're going to put a coffee house in downtown Safety Harbor. And we have a grand opening date. We have a date. It's going to open the 24th of this month. And so Haven House Eatery and Coffee Bar will open January 2 4, 2022. I thought what was interesting about this, it's the day when the fast is, is over. And we didn't do that on purpose. But we're going to be able to buy a lot of coffee the day after the fast is over. So those of you that fasted on coffee, it's on me, all right? It's on me, because I don't want to see you until that date, because you're hard to live with without coffee. I want to tell you a little bit about this, and what I love about our approach is our approach is going to be a lot like Joshua's. Do you remember 40 years earlier, Joshua was invited to be a spy in the land 40 years earlier, Moses sent 12, and 10 came back, and they said, oh, there's danger. Oh, it's big giants. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Two guys came back. One of them was Joshua, and one of them was Caleb. They said the same thing. Oh, there's giants in the land. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, it's audacious. But we can do it because our God is with us. That's the point. To take back your territory, you have to believe that your heavenly father is gonna equip you to do everything that he's asking you to do. And so now we've got 40 years later, Joshua again remembered the spy thing from 40 years ago. And now he sends two spies into the city of Jericho. And a woman by the name of Rahab, and she's called Rahab the prostitute. That's kind of a weird story. I can just see my three preschool grandchildren. Poppy, can you tell me about Rahab the prostitute story? You know what? Your Nana is really good at that story. <laughs> Go ask Nana. How's that? That's, what, that's how I'll handle that. And, and so these, these two spies, what are they doing? How many, how many people are in the city? How What time do the gates shut? Are the gates open? Are the gates closed? What time do they close? How thick are the walls? They're just being spies strategically examining things. So hold on to that concept. Now I want to tell you about two different coffee houses that I've spent quite a bit of time in in another state. I'm not going to tell you what city or town, but it's a wonderful place, and I've done some several study breaks, and I've spent weeks in these coffee houses. And one coffee house is owned by Christians, and this coffee house has Scripture on the walls, and you walk in there, and it's just a, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. There's Scripture on coffee mugs, there's T-shirts, you know, and, 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 and all, all of a sudden, you begin to realize that there's not an unchurched person within five miles of that coffee house. It's a coffee house for those that are fully devoted and dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But There's another coffee house in that same town. It also is owned by Christians. And in that coffee house, it's fun, good food, great vibes, and unbelievers everywhere in every nook and cranny. And sprinkled among all the unbelievers in that coffee house, there's all walks of life, all types of education. And sprinkled among that coffee house, there's a youth pastor over here having a conversation. I'm writing a sermon for us and I don't I just keep my mouth shut. I'm just listening to this whole conversation. There's another little group over here and a couple of businessmen. And I hear a spiritual some seeds being planted by these Christian businessmen. And I hear some seeds over here being sprinkled by, by these ladies with, with one of their friends and I'm going to myself, this is coffeehouse number two is who we're going to be. Nothing wrong with number one. It's great. It's their philosophy. It's their direction. I'm, I'm all for it. But we're going to be spies in the land. You see, if we don't, all we're doing is taking this and moving it 2.0 downtown safety harbor. And that's not what we want to do. What we want to do is we want you to go in there and just be filled with the personal presence of God. We want you to go into that coffee house and for people to be able to have a longing for what's different about you. Why are you full of light? Why are you full of the presence of God? And in that coffee house downtown in Haven House, we're gonna be so courteous to people of different faith, different groups who don't believe what you believe, who don't understand what you understand, and we're just gonna wait We're just gonna wait till the Holy Spirit opens that door. And when that window of opportunity is there, then we just kind of slide in peacefully. See, the world doesn't understand Jesus Christ. The world doesn't understand how great He is. If anybody understood the love of Christ, they would surrender and fall on their knees no matter what their backgrounds were. They've had a bad experience with a Christian, they've had a terrible experience with a church they've heard a rumor about somebody who claims to be a Christian. And so people don't have a problem with Jesus. They just don't understand Jesus. They have a real problem with Christians. And so we're going to go into that environment and be salt and be light. Wouldn't it be great if you are so filled with the Holy Spirit That as you're walking in there, you're just saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? Do you want me to talk to somebody? And God says, no, I want you to buy three people that you don't even know cups of coffee. Or God says to you, no. And you go into that coffee house and you see a real enemy. You see somebody who's cheated you in business. You see somebody who's betrayed you. And God says, I want you to buy them a gift certificate And I want you to give it to one of the workers. And when you walk out, you will give that to them anonymously. And boy, right now, you are fighting the Holy Spirit, right? You're saying, what? You want me to do what? Do you know how much money I lost with her or him? You see, that's what marks us. We will be known by the presence and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ inside of us. So we're going to go into a town that needs us to take back some territory. I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to go back into a town and there may not be that salt and that light all around us, but where we are, baby, we're glowing. We're glowing. We're glowing. And God is going to show up and do what God himself can do. And so I want to give you some examples then this week. I want you to get your own notebook for the next month and start lists of things that you're going to be praying for. And when you're hungry, how this usually works is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or however you do this, but three different times a day, or maybe you pray in between then, or maybe you pray at night, or maybe you pray in the morning, but get a notebook and come up with some lists. Because what you're trying to do now is you're saying, God, Maybe you didn't even give away your territory, but the territory got away from you. Maybe this is now time that God says, you know, it wasn't time before, but now's the time to regain this territory. Let me give you eight different examples of things that you might put on your lists. And you might write these into your notebook. And again, that's the topic for this week. I'm fighting for my territory. Next week, we'll have a whole different topic. Here's the first one. I'm going to ask you to pray for the Haven House. I'm going to ask you to pray that we'll have great impact. And those of you that are online that don't live here, what's in your community? What's something in your community that you can get behind and you can get really excited about? You write that on your list and you begin praying for that organization to have great impact in your community. Thousands of people will be in that space. How do we have spiritual conversations with people who don't understand your values and mine? Number two, I'm gonna ask you to pray for your land. Your land starts where you live. It starts with your family. It starts with your household. There are cycles that need to be broken. There are cycles that continue to be repeated generation after generation after generation. There are cycles of fear there's cycles of spiritual apathy. There's all kinds of cycles that need to be broken in your land. You write that down. Number three, salvation. We're going to talk a lot about this next week. How do we have these kind of conversations with parents and grandparents, brothers and sisters, and with children? That's your territory. Is there a prodigal child in your family, prodigal grandchild? Number four, Unhealthy behaviors that need to move from darkness to light. Things that you're doing that you know really aren't quite right. And maybe nobody else sees it, nobody else knows it, but you know it. And you're struggling. You're struggling with that. And so you write that down and you pray and you fast and you fast and you pray. Number five, your work. I think this is one of the greatest places of all that you can be salt and light. Don't gossip like everybody else. Don't gripe and complain like everybody else. Don't be like anybody else at your work. See, if we we shut off all the lights in this room and I lit one little bitty match, one little piece of light enlightens the entire room, that's you in your work culture, your attitude, your products, and you're praying even for favor on the supply chain. the big word now. You're praying for favor that your company will get everything it needs. Number six, your neighborhood. You say, well, I got neighbors I don't even like. Start with them. Write their names down first. Okay. Start with the obnoxious neighbors. Write them down first. Number seven, we've got school. And then we've got number eight and that is our acquaintances and our friends. Stand with me, and then we're going to sing that song, Yahweh, again. What's so interesting to me is how God is expanding our territory as a church. The wedding chapel ministry, we're marrying people here, all over the world, all over the country. We're impacting people. We just signed with Integrity Music. This team has written songs that Integrity Music has said we want and that we've signed a contract with Integrity Music that every year there is an album in Spanish and an album in English that they want this team to produce. And Integrity Music markets it, directs it, does it. Our team just writes it and creates it. God is expanding the territory of these incredibly talented people. And I'm so proud of them. So proud of them. So So proud. God is taking our music to the four corners of the world. It's territory. We're regaining stolen property. So pray with me, and then we're going to sing and worship one more time. God, you like land, and you like territory. Help us all to understand what is our territory. First of all, help us to understand what our turf is. And do not let us be dark and negative and fearful, but let us be strong and courageous and boldly coming to your throne of grace. And just like that battering ram, God, we will come and pray, 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 and we will storm the gates of hell until those walls are broken down and for strongholds in our lives, strongholds of fear, strongholds of sexual immorality, strongholds of greed, strongholds of selfishness, strongholds of of harshness, strongholds of control, strongholds have got to come down so that we can be salt and light and enlighten all of our turfs and all of our territories. Father God, let us be cultural changers at work, And those that own their own businesses, let them craft and transform a culture of work that is divine. And those that work for those people, let them be supporters and helpers and come alongside of them. Our Father God, we pray that we will be salt and light to our friends, and to our acquaintances, to our parents, our children, our brothers and our sisters, our neighbors. We come before you. We pray for even the unhealthy churches in our land the unhealthy churches that have given away their their territory, given away their authority. We pray for those pastors. We pray for those elders. We pray for those leaders, that they will be filled with the Spirit of Christ. We pray there will be a revival in all these dead churches in our land, and these churches will come alive and be strong. We pray for them. We pray for their turf, and we pray for their territory. We pray, God, that you will take the, the ministry of marriage All those different weddings that we're doing, all that different mentoring, all the different skill training, all the different Gospels that are being shared, the Gospels being shared with all those different people, and you will put your hand of favor on it. That is your turf. Marriage is yours. That was your idea. Expand that beyond what we could ever dream or imagine. And Lord, the family, the family was your idea. You created Adam. You created Eve. You created family. May we fight for our families. May we fight for their future. May we fight for them to be removed from certain things and be moving towards certain things. God, where are you taking the family? Where are you taking us? We worship you, Yahweh. And this week, we will fast. This week, we will fight. We will do this for 21 days. And then we will feast with you, O great Yahweh.
1: Amen. Let's declare this again. As a family, as an army before the Lord, we will not fear.
2: We will not fear. We will not fear. fear. Because you are the Lord our God. And we are your children a holy nation, we will not fear, we will not fear, cause you are the Lord our God, and we are your children, a holy nation.
1: Jesus at the right hand seated with the overcomer we thank you for that position for that seat next to you God I thank you God that we never have to fear that we never have to walk in in fear because of what you've done because you are the overcomer the victorious one I just thank you God for that I pray right now over every person in this room every child in this building every student, I thank you for the line of Judah that is on the inside of them, that as they walk that they are filled with light, that they are the salt of the earth, that they would carry your peace and it would change atmospheres, I pray that dark places would become filled with light because of your children walking the earth pray that cycles that have been repetitive in our families would be broken in the name of Jesus, that nothing would be passed down another generation over, that it would stop with this generation, that it would stop now. We just declare your grace, your mercy, your power, your goodness over everything, over everyone. Because it's for your
2: name, your name.
1: this gift, this inheritance, this promised land, this territory. We're going to take back what's been stolen in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. God bless you.